1: Hey, rolling again for another week of the Growing in Grace podcast with me, Mike Kapler, the Cap, along with Joel Breezy, the Breeze Man. Glad you're with us. Thank you for telling a friend that we are here. Lots of different podcast places where you can find us now. Our flagship site that has all of the past archived programs is growingingrace.org. So you might want to bookmark that. Mr. Joel, what do you think?
0: Yeah, that's where everything... I mean, if you don't know where else to go, go to org, and you'll find everything there. Even links to like my own personal website, graceroots.org, and some blogs that I've done, a solo podcast that I do that it's been a while since I've done anything on that one. Uh, I call it the Grace Roots Podcast, but you know it's sporadic. Sometimes I'll do like three in a week and then it'll be a year before I'll do another one, so it's... Not like this one where every single week you've got yourself a brand new
1: podcast here at growingandgrace.org. And don't forget the uh, nice little feature that may help you out because we've got over 800 programs on there, right, over the last 16 years or so. Right. And uh, there's a little uh, over on the right, a little search option where you might type in some keywords and find some programs About a particular subject.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's helpful uh, because you'll find it. It'll search like the titles of the podcast and the descriptions, and also the tags. You know, I tag each post, so there. Yeah, if if you're looking for a subject, you might just find it there. There, We've talked about a lot of things over the course of eight hundred and thirty-five or six podcasts. Yeah, so we have fun doing this, and we enjoy. I um, I had a comment on Facebook something that we're going to be talking about, we want to talk about God's forgiveness and not even thinking about how we were going to be talking about this. I posted, I think this was actually a memory that came up on Facebook that I reposted. But anyway, I said, God's forgiveness doesn't say, but first I'm going to punish you or, but first I'm going to hang this over your head for a while. How can it be forgiveness if it's held against you for any length of time? That's retribution, not forgiveness. No, God has forgiven you without first condemning you, shaming you, shaking his fist at you, or counting it against you to any degree at all. I mean, that's really forgiveness. I mean, forgiveness is letting go of the offense of somebody else. It's not hanging it over their head. It's not condemning them first. It's not shaking their fist first and saying, all right, now I'll forgive you. It's not even a matter of them saying, will you please forgive me? It's you letting go of the offense, and in God's case... In our case with him, it's he has let go of the offense because it's all on Christ. And so we're fully forgiven once and for all without him ever condemning us or bringing it up with us or bringing up our sins against us. So anyway, that short little first part I posted, and somebody said, and this really struck my heart, uh, this person said, I pray my family would get this and understand it. And I was thinking to myself, you know, why— why don't people get this and understand this? And it goes along with the series that we're in here on, on the, on the grace growing a grace podcast, things that aren't taught in church, you know, things are seldom heard in church. You don't hear about the once for all forgiveness. You hear about sin and sin management. You hear about what you're supposed to do and not do. You don't hear a whole lot about grace and forgiveness and and mercy in, in many church sermons and on in in many ministries, things like that. Um, so it does really go deep to my heart when you know you and I cap. We've been in this for a quarter of a century basically, and somebody is saying, "I pray my family would get this and understand it." So that go you know that really goes d- deep into my heart. And I I pray for that person and for their family that they would get this and understand it because it's for freedom that Christ has set us free, and that's what this free that's what this does too many people are worried that this is going to lead to sin if you if you're if you think that you're that God has forgiven you of everything you're just gonna go out and sin then because after all you're forgiven that's not what this does though and we'll talk some more about this uh, what forgiveness does what it is and and a lot of other things here
1: uh, this week and in the weeks to come what you described there with the, the people who quote unquote don't get it so to speak um, that in and of itself could be a, a podcast series for us sometime. Make a note mm. of this, Joel. I think it's something we could talk about. You know, I, I, I started quite some time ago trying to uh, begin another book as a follow-up to Clash of the Covenants, and, and some of that gets addressed in, in the book, but I mean, what we've got here with these people who don't get it is, is really what, uh, figuratively speaking, that they're, they're eating from the tree that killed Adam, mm. the tree of the mm. knowledge of good and evil, not the tree of life. And, and why people don't get it, it's, it's an excellent question. And, and why don't more people agree on things that are in the Bible? I mean, the, you know, we got the same spirit, right, as believers in Christ. So that might be some stuff to talk about some somewhere down the road. But following up on some of the things we've been talking about in recent weeks— and and this is going to go perhaps into a little bit of a spider web it could go in any one of uh, many different directions eventually i think we're going to get more into forgiveness as you were mentioning but let's let's uh, look in ephesians chapter 2 now a couple of real popular verses in ephesians chapter 2 where you know people sometimes get this tunnel vision that we've talked about verse bible verse tunnel vision where you get focused in zeroed in on you know a verse or two or three uh, in a particular passage and you miss out on some of the other context around it, which often takes away from the context of the very gospel itself. And a couple of verses, maybe three in particular, are Ephesians chapter two, eight, nine, and ten. And we'll get to that here in a second. But l- let me just start here at the, the very beginning of Ephesians chapter two. And and this may take us a little time here, Joel, because I think there's some things to feed on regarding what we're going to be talking about here today. Um, but in Ephesians chapter 1, which we may circle back around to later, Paul was very positive in some of the things he was writing to these Gentile believers, not necessarily Jewish believers. Uh, he you know, referred to them as being holy, blameless, redeemed by the blood, uh, resulted in their forgiveness according to the riches of his grace. And, and then in Ephesians chapter 2, he points out something else that was positive. He made you alive. You were You were dead in trespasses and sins. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we also once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh. We also one time before we were like this, uh, the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, and there's that, there's, there's that, but again, how many times, Joel, have you and I uh, communicated on social media about the grace of God and the gospel by faith apart from works? through the gift of grace. Uh, how many times have we communicated that? And then somebody else will come along and say, yes, but, but. Well, <laughs> a couple of times in this chapter, Paul turns the butts inside out. And right. I'm sorry, I unintentionally <laughs> probably just put some sort of a weird image in your mind, but we're talking right. about but with one T, okay? Uh, but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he has made even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ by grace, you have been saved, and raised us up together, made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So we've got this point that Paul is making a bit of a contrast of Here's who you were, but here's who you are now because of God's richness and mercy that he has shown toward us. And now to get to these three verses that I mentioned earlier, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10, because sometimes legalists out there, works-based mentalities will come around and, and pluck a verse or two out and try and drag you back into a gospel of your effort instead of the finished work of Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that is not even of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Because, you know, sometimes people hear us talk about grace, uh, the gospel, apart from works, and they just think we're saying works don't matter. And that's that's not what we're saying. But what we've got here is it's not it's not— you're not saved by by grace plus works. That's not what Paul was saying right. here. It's not grace plus works. It's just grace through faith. He has made us alive together, saved by grace, raised up with him. And, you know, as, as the point I think Paul here is trying to make, this is not a result of works. Your salvation is not the result of your works. Nobody gets to boast about this thing. In verse 10, when he says, we are his workmanship— uh, underline the word "his" in your Bible. We are his workmanship, created where in Christ for good works, which God prepared. Another underline to there. Uh, God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. In other words, what I'm trying to say here is they are not your works. It's God doing the work through you. Yes, and that's that is
0: so huge right there, and so misunderstood. And it goes along with what you're saying about how I think a lot of people do have it backwards. Because like you say, we'll be talking about the grace of God and his goodness and love. And then someone will say, but, and then they'll bring it back to something negative. They'll bring it back to something legalistic. They'll focus on sin again. They'll focus on how we need to do this or we need to do that. Kind of like what I was talking about earlier. But Paul, he's he's contrasting here in Ephesians and in many other places this is indeed what you once were, but now this is the reality that you have in Christ and that's his point. He's he he focuses just briefly on what you once were, but then he really makes this point of of what you just read, all those verses in Ephesians 2, and and in, and indeed I think the point is here that of what you're talking about our salvation, how, uh, how we are saved is by grace through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God not of works lest anyone should boast and so then you know people will get that tunnel vision they'll look at this see we were created for good works and so so you guys are saying you guys are down on on works and good works and like you say cap of course we're not we're just put, we want works to be put in the right place. They play absolutely no part in us being forgiven. They pre- play absolutely no part in us being saved. Uh, it's all, that is all by God's grace. It is the gift of God. And like you said, underline that word his. We are his workmanship. So set this good works aside for just a second. We are saved by grace through faith. Not of ourselves; it's the gift of God. Not of works, because uh, if, if it if it had anything to do with our works, it's true. We could boast. We could say, "Hey, God, look, look at what I've done." Um, but if if we ever do actually do that, "Hey, God, look at what I've done," He's just going to laugh, <laughs> and He's going to say, or or He's going to say, "You know, what was what Christ did not enough? Of course, it was enough." And So the good works part comes in afterwards. It's where we are His workmanship. So we are saved, and we're in Christ Jesus, and part of being in Christ Jesus is doing good works, but it's it's works that God had prepared beforehand, and we're simply walking in them. It's not our works that we're doing to maintain salvation or to be saved. It's, it's His workmanship. It's stuff that He is doing um, because we're in Christ Jesus. And man, this one went fast, and so we got... You know, we got plenty more to talk about with all of this um, forgiveness and grace and and how good we have it in Jesus. And so we'll talk about this uh, some more next week. Stick with us right here, growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more
1: Growing in Grace.